I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Keep your table sounding like this with Cheerios Oat Crunch. It's breakfast bliss that the whole family can enjoy with energy from whole grains to help keep you going along with four unique flavors, cinnamon, berry, almond, and oats and honey. So next breakfast, remember, a little crunch goes a long way. Learn more and shop for Cheerios Oat Crunch at Cheerios.com. 24 grams to 30 grams whole grain per serving, at least 48 grams recommended daily. Coming up on TMS, Utah, the Dutch oven state. Meth and sexy hotel. Is there a branch of the military that just 3D prints things because I really want to know? I'll rub it out later. The bastard cat did it. I plopped my pants. Capture your humanoids. I don't like Colorado green chili. What's Florida state aroma these days? You know it's pungent. You say potato, I say Tobago. Mother Penny was the worst James Bond character. The producer knows nothing. So how does burger time work? Waiting for paint to dry with Bill. It's always good to see Bill with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Pac-Man is known as the cute game. A voracious little yellow globe gobbles up golden dots and various kinds of fruit, all the while being pursued by four hungry monsters, which can themselves be eaten at crucial moments. There's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. The Morning Stream. If I tilt my head to the side, I sound better. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson, and that, with the salute of a proper uh, military man, is Brian Ibbett. That's right. That's right. And, uh, hey, pull up those pants, private. Pull up those private pants. Yeah, pull up your private pants before I see your privates, private, is what you'd say. Exactly. Hey, did you, uh, if you ever had to join one wing of the military, have you ever thought about which one you'd join? Like which branch, I guess? that's a really good question. I've never given a thought, but probably, I probably do Air Force, number one, because the the, uh, academy, Air Force Academy is just to our south in Colorado Springs. Plus, uh, listen, I'd love to learn how to fly a plane. Sure. Flying's cool. Yeah, get up in the air. Even, that's cool. And even doing stuff that's not flying a plane related. I mean, drone, drone uh, flying and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, the drone. Those drone guys. I don't know. You always hear horror stories because they're wiping out people like from across the world, and they have to go mm-hmm. home at night. It's like, okay, Bill, see you tomorrow. 
You're like, yeah, I yeah. just killed 4,000 dudes today, but I'm just going to go home. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. a weird, it must be a weird, weird yes. job doing yeah. that. But. Is, there, is there a branch of the military that just 3D prints things? Because that's the one I want to do. <laughs> there's probably like an R&D or like, a, there's probably I'm sure something. actually there's got to be, right? Because there's, you yeah. know, the... Yeah, I don't know how you get in there. Those are probably really peachy, peachy cherry yeah. jobs. What I meant to say, wrong fruit. Yeah, either one. Peachy either cherry. one works. Peachy cherry. All sorts of delicious fruit that the glowing orange sphere, <laughs> sphere is uh, consuming <laughs> before the monsters get you. That's exactly. No, no noun in that in that guy's report goes unadjective. Nope. A- adjectived. Yep. It's uh, for those maybe grew up in Chicago in the eighties. You'll probably know that guy. He was a. He followed the games world uh, all the time. It was always about arcades and Defender is the biggest game ever. And and are our kids having problems from so much gameplay oh. like this kind of stuff? So he's a darn. I really wanted to hear his uh, description of how Burger Time works. <laughs> I will play. A portly chef <laughs> walks across buns, meat, and other assorted vegetables <laughs> to drop. <laughs> Well, listen, this is how he does. Here's how he defend, or talks about Defender. Here's how that works here. There's Defender, a space battle game made by Williams Electronics on the north side. The object is to fly over your planet, shooting down the enemy spacecraft, which are trying to capture your humanoids. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, that's, a, that's kind of a boring uh, description. Yeah. As, as flowery as Pac-Man was. Yeah, he, like, went, he went crazy with Pac-Man. You, you fly a spaceship across a landscape and shoot aliens. Like, it, oh, okay, well, you know what is funny, though? At one point he said, uh, what did he say about women? Yeah, listen to this. This oh, irritated God. me. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. Adults, especially women, who would not have been caught dead playing pinball. <laughs> what? <laughs> you'll never catch me. You'll never catch me alive playing pinball. I'd rather be dead than play pinball. <laughs> I don't know why this is our woman, but uh, we'll take That's it. Right. Space Invaders pinball machine over my dead body. Psh. This girl Amy I dated in high school, she rocked yeah. everybody in pinball. All of us. Yeah. We all looked bad compared to her. I don't know. That guy didn't know nothing. Yeah. What does he know? Chicago in the 80s, man. Anyway, hey, I got some uh, stuff today. We got we to gotta go through. Tell me stuff. Uh, first, a complaint about the okay. Amazon Echo. Okay. Or maybe this is a complaint about my daughter, Carter. I'm not sure which. <laughs> well, play the logic complaint music, please. Uh, I won't be oh, yeah, I got to do that. Where it. is that? Uh, it's in the wrong damn shit. Here it is. All right, I'm going to lodge a complaint. Here's right. what happened. Four o'clock in the morning, I hear the sound of voices going <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. Laughing, multiple men. Don't know who they are. Oh, and when oh. I woke up, I went, are they outside? Like Saturday night at house. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, are they outside? I'm checking outside. Are they across the thing? I'm like, where am I hearing this from? It's muffled and weird. And I get up because it's starting. And they're laughing. And I'm starting to make out words. I heard that we're hear the word pizza. I hear the word cheese. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, all right. This is even weirder than I thought. I walk around the house. I go out into the, the kitchen area. And sure enough, on the Echo... Some podcast or something with dudes uh, talking about how they, oh, I can't have pizza unless you cook it. Burp, burp, burp. Oh, yeah, well, the crust needs to be dirt, 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 and the cheese, burp, burp, burp. like some kind of weird argument, laughy morning yeah. show zoo kind of sounding thing. Uh, sounds like a horrible podcast. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Even 4 a.m., I'm a little blurry, but still bad. It was really bad. Uh, and and okay. I said, I said, A word, stop. And she stops. 
And I go back to bed and I'm like, I don't know why that played. It's not on, from a phone that I know of. Although I think I do know what phone it came from. But anyway, I don't, yeah. it's not from mine. And I didn't tell it to play. And I don't know if it's even allowed to just kick in like that, but it did. And so I lay down and then I hear the, the lady voice, the A voice go, now connected to Carter's something, mm-hmm. whatever her phone's called. So it was freaking Carter. It was her phone. And I think she had it in bed with her or something. She probably leaned on it, hit play right. by accident. And then it played through the house at four o'clock in the freaking morning. <laughs> so instead of pocket dialing, she pocket podcasted. She pocket basically. podcasted, I guess. Carter, I don't know what show that was, but their discussion of pizza was so stupid at 4 a.m. You need to be stoned says, like that. She says, it wasn't me. I had King of the Hill playing last night. Did the two voices sound like... Dale, you know how I like my pizza. I would have gone for that. I mean, I would at least had that would have been my hint because I know how much she loves yeah, King of the sure. Hill. She watches it all the time, so I would have gone. Oh, okay, she's just doing that. I don't know. Like all I know is it's at the end. It said disconnecting from Carter's phone or whatever the name of it is. Yeah. So it had to have been hers. But why it was playing what it was playing, I don't know. Why it kicked on huh. when it did, I don't know. Freaking four a.m. Yeah. Like. Her dog's out right now because Rainer's in the bigger kennel for her cone. Maybe sure. maybe Ripley did it. Maybe that cat, that <laughs> bastard cat did it. I don't freaking know, dude. Oh. Anyway, so I'm tired is the point. Um, yeah, sure. <clears throat> Brian, I got a quiz for you. Are you ready for a quiz? Ooh, I am ready for a quiz. Quiz me! Uh, we got a couple of these from Overtime by from Tim Watson. He sent me a new one. This is okay. a music quiz. If you okay, get cool. uh, one of these right, you'll hear this. If you get it wrong, <clears throat> you'll hear this. And uh, I'm going to pull up the link. Hold on. I'm a little less prepared than I thought. There it is. Okay. So this is a uh, test for, let's see, what's the title of this? Oh, Squeeze. You like Squeeze? Squeeze. I do like the band Squeeze. Yeah. Well, we're going to test your knowledge with 10 questions about Squeeze. Okay. If I get these wrong, then I'm not going to like the band anymore. So I'm just going to say that right now, Tim. Yep. You know, be careful what you wish for yep. with your, your trivia questions. He may, he may hate the band after this, and it'll be your freaking fault. <laughs> it'll be your fault. Tim. Okay, so here's number one. These all right. are all uh, multiple choice, all right? Okay, all right. So no big deal. Uh, here's the first one. In the song, which, uh, which person or set of people is or actually cool for cats? I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> okay. Is or are cat actually cool for cats? That's a weird way to write that. Is or are cool for cats? Okay. I think it's mis- yep. misread, but anyway, your options are, sure. or mistyped. Your options are A, the squaw, B, a couple of likely lads, C, Davy Crockett, or D, everybody. I was going to say everybody because the squaw, the squaw is uh, tied against a tree. She doesn't mind the language. It's the song she don't need. She uh, she wakes to find the fire is dead now. Arrows, arrows in his axe, and everybody says it's something when it's cool for cats. So everybody in that, everybody that you named is cool for cats. Let's find out. Is it everybody? Oh, it's no, not. It's a, really? a couple of likely lads. It says here. Well, okay, because they swear. Ask your father, and they don't know what. How's your father? They something. How's your father? How's your and father? Very cool for cats. Cool for cats. Davy Crockett yeah. rides around and says it's cool for cats, and everybody tells me that it's cool to be a cat. Oh, technically, all right. Yeah, Davy Crockett says it's cool for cats, but he's technically not cool for cats. Right. And gotcha. if, any of you, if any of you at home have no idea about anything Squeeze does, <laughs> <laughs> this trivia question, these questions are going to mean nothing to any of you, I guess. All right, um, all right here's your next oh, one. Thanks a lot, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Give you a tricky one up top. All right, here's your next yeah. one. In the Up okay. the Junction, 
or in sure. up the junction. Sure. When is the narrator's daughter born? Is it A, 4.50 a.m., B, 4.50 p.m., C, 5.30 a.m., or D, 5.20 a.m.? Uh, well, this morning at 4.50, I took a rather nifty to an incubator where 30 minutes later, she gave birth to a daughter with an ear walker. So uh, 4.50 plus 30 minutes would be 5.20. So is, is that one of the choices? It 520 was. 5.20 was an option. That's is that what your I'm answer? saying. Yep. Current congratulations. You got the math right. Well done. That was a good one. <laughs> Jeez. That's a song that's a song that um I've decided when I get off my tuchus and uh and go back to learning the ukulele, that's one of the first songs that I want to do because it is a very simple three chord song. It's like, oh, what a great starter right there. I know we've been over this before, but is this this is one of your favorite bands, right? One They're of my favorite there. bands of all time. Okay. Yeah. Uh according to Chris Difford. Sure. What does the title of the song Pulling Muscles from the Shell mean? Mm, okay. Uh, A, extracting the edible parts of a bi- <laughs> bivalve mollusk from its uh, calcaceous cal- casing. I'm not sure you say that word. Sure, sure. B, removal be of the a- obvious choice, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, B, removal of an unexpectedly solid or impacted piece of fecal matter, which is blocking the anus. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. C, third-party digital stimulation of the female prudenda. <laughs> okay. Or D, a form of rhinotelexis from a digit removed, a crusty piece of nasal debris connected gotcha. to a pull, large pull amount boogers, of nasal mu- mucus. Pulling boogers from the nose. Yeah. I love that. Uh, His wow. descriptions are wild and crazy, but I love them. Anyway. Jeez. Uh, because um, I mean, the song is all about being at the beach, so it's you know it's uh, um, what the heck is like the meaning? I'm going to say it's the pulling boogers from your nose. Is it that incorrect? Yeah. It is uh, C. Third uh, party digital stimulation oh. of the female prudenda. The prudenda, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, Urban Dictionary tells you that pulling muscles from the shell is London slang for intercourse, but Chris Difford says it refers to the use of fingers to stimulate the female sexual organs. <laughs> I love it. All right, cool. Oh, very comfortable. All right. Well, I need to go listen to that song again. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, the lyrics have nothing to do with that. So, you no. know, basically, he's like, I like the title. It sounds like that. But now we're going to write a song about being at the beach. Yep. Plus, he went to Urban Dictionary, which is always a safe thing to do. All right. Yeah. All right. Elvis Costello. Yeah, produced a number of squeeze tracks for a uh, for which uh, sorry for he wrote this weird tracks, for but for which song did he come up with oh. and play the piano bit for the ending? Uh, your options are a coffee or sorry black coffee in bed, b labeled with love, oh. c tempted or d is that love? Oh, interesting. Okay, so typically Jules Holland did all the the uh, piano, the keyboard work for the band. Yeah, Elvis Costello and Paul Young sing the guest vocalists at the end of Black Coffee in Bed. That's them going Black Coffee in Bed. Oh, Black 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 Coffee in Bed. Didn't know that. Yeah, um, that's a Tom Merritt I line. Think- he loves his black. Co- he loves his coffee. Dark black man. Nothing in it. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then you also, I believe, hear Elvis Costello in Tempted uh, for just the one line, um, the people keep on crowding and wishing I was well. <laughs> but that's, the rest of it is uh, Paul Carrick. I think that that's, uh, I think Elvis Costello. So, and he and he did uh, East Side Story, the album that, that, that Tempted comes from is 
um, is uh, was originally going to be a double album with four different producers on each side. So you had Elvis Costello, you had Nick Lowe, you had Paul McCartney, and then I can't remember who the fourth person was going to be, but each producer doing a different side of the album. They ended up being making it just a, a, a single album. Oh, wow. I'm going to say because it's from that album that Elvis Costello was the most involved with, I'm going to say it's Tempted, and I could be wrong, but... All right. C, yeah. Tempted. Brian is not only tempted to choose Tempted, he has chosen Tempted. Chosen Temptation tempted. was too great. Let's find out. Is it correct? It is incorrect. Nope. The actual answer is D, Is That Love, I guess. Is That Love. Okay. Which he has is, some additional uh, info. He says Elvis Costello sang the songs Tempted and Black uh, Coffee in bed, but he came up... Uh, sorry. But he came up with and played the piano for the ending of Is That Love. Interesting. All right. I yeah, I know the I know the, the the keyboard refrain as well. It's like done on a on a um, clavichord, I think. Interesting. All right, gonna have to re-listen to that one. My clavichord hurts a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> just a little. I'll rub it out later. Yeah. Uh, don't isolate that. Okay. Here is your next uh, question. The B side sure. of the single "Last Time Forever" has five short pieces, each uh, by a member of Squeeze. <sighs> Which was written by Jules Holland. Oh, wow. Okay. Was it A? Golly, this I don't know. Yeah, this okay. is tricky. Yeah. A, rock and roll. B, who wants to be a legionnaire. C, the practicing clarinet. Or D, Spidey goes to Tobago. Oh, um, I think it's the last of them. Um, let's see. TRPW is doing great. And put, I think Tim, Tim is TRPW. Yeah, that's right? him, yeah. Um, can you put those choices in the chat so I can see them? Yeah, I totally can. Uh, oh, you I can was, or I, I can either way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, there it is right there. Yeah. All right. Rock and roll. Who wants to be a legionnaire? The practicing clarinet. That's a good idea. Spidey goes to Tobago. Um, I like also how it changed D colon to that funny face in, uh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that's a Twitch thing. Well, Trinidad, I guess it, and, Trinidad and Tobago, yes, not tobacco. 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 <laughs> yeah. um, based on the titles, I would say rock and roll feels like the most Jules Hollandy of the titles. Let's see if you're so right. I'm going to say A. You are correct. Nicely cool. done. Yeah. Uh, G- uh, Gibson Lavis or Lavis. Gilson uh, Lavis, who was the drummer. He yep. did uh, Proxy Rock. Chris Difford did the practicing clarinet. And let's see, Glenn uh, Tilbrook. Did Spidey Goes to Tobago and Keith Wilkinson, who wants to be a legionnaire. Nice. Uh, Here's your next one. We're on number six here. So far, you're doing good. I've been keeping track, chat. Hope someone's... I think I'm 50-50. I don't think I'm doing that well, Well, Um, but we'll see. I feel like you're doing better than you are, but maybe you aren't. Uh, (laughs) Who who directed the award-winning video for the 1987 single Hourglass? Ah, shoot. This is okay. interesting, right? Um, yeah. You got your options. There are a bunch of names I've never heard of. A, Rick May- Mayall. B, Nigel oh. Planner. C, okay. A.D. or Aid Edmondson? A.D.E. I don't know how you say that. Yeah, Aid Edmondson. Or, okay. Or, uh, he's, okay. So far, two of these are... Uh, oh, maybe all three of the... All, all four of them are going to be young ones. All right, keep it going. Oh, it could be. And D, Peter Richardson. I think those are... So, Aid Edmondson was the punker guy from... Uh, Oh, uh, I love that show. Yeah, and Rick Mayall was the new waiver. Was the the dude who looked like um, uh, <laughs> looked like Adam Ant? A yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Who uh, was the really slow yeah. one that sounded like this? I don't want so, to go. I don't know who that was. Exactly. Yes, right. And Nigel, that was Nigel. Nigel, oh, no, guys, oh. I don't really want to do this anymore. 
<laughs> I love um, the young ones so much. So good. Uh, uh, all right. So that's really funny that that question. Now, Rick Mail. So Aid Edmondson is still in a band. He's in a bad band called the Bad Shepherds. Still okay. doing, still doing music and doing some great stuff. All right. Um, Rick Mayall did go into movies and video, passed away, but he was the he was Fred and Drop Dead Fred, which oh. we need to watch for film sake. Yeah, at yeah, some that's point. a really weird movie. And sure. I think I think it would be Rick because of the Hollywood connection. So I'm going to say Rick Mayall directed it. Okay, let's find out. Whoops, the page just went weird on me. What happened? What happened? Okay, there it is. All right, is that correct? It is actually ah, Aid Edmondson. Was it it was Edmondson. Edmondson. Shoot, that yeah. would have been my second guess. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, here's your next one. How right. much did these Chris? Are great questions, by the way. Yeah, these are good. He's. I yeah. love when he sends these. These are great. How much did Chris Difford spend on the sweet shop window advertisement card that brought him together with Glenn Tilbrook? <laughs> I guess it's famous, oh, or it must Lord. be. But how well, would you? It's not how that famous. Know? I mean, basically, he put a he put a, a card in the window of a candy shop in Deptford or wherever. Did you say where town? What town uh, was it? it? Says sweet yeah, shop it, window, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but basically, it was just like guitarist needed for for band. In 1977 <laughs> or something like that. Well, your okay. options are A, two shillings and six pence, B, ten pence, Jeez. C, 50 pence, or D, half a crown. Uh, I'm going to say E, Mike Pence. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to say it's, uh, I think it was cheap. I'm going to say it was, uh, say it was 10 pence. I have to keep my Mike Pence in my right pocket because if I, in my left pocket, I keep all my gay money and he doesn't like being. <laughs> He doesn't like being in there. Is, does is that where mother can reach in and grab your yes. your pencil? Yeah, well, mother mother penny is always in there. Mother pence is in the same pocket as him. He can't yes. go anywhere without her. Yeah, I can't go anywhere. I can't even. In fact, I can't even pay for things unless they're both. It's in the amount of both of them, or else forget it. They're just staying in my pocket. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's find well, out. What'd you say? Sorry, what was your answer? I said ten pence. I said it was like basically ten cents. Basically, right, let's find out. It is fifty yeah. pence. Fifty, 50 pence. pence. Okay. I yeah. uh, said he took 50 pence a uh, piece from his mother's purse to pay the advertisement card. How much it actually cost is not recorded, but that's what God, these are these are deep cuts. I should really I should know this. Like, I wish it was all lyric questions. Uh, I'd say Tim says you missed question number seven. By oh, the way. did I? Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely right. Let's go back to it. Oh, I that's when that, that's when the browser went weird. I scrolled past it. Okay, here we go. What was the tenuous connection between the famous producer of part of Squeeze's first LP and the band Squeeze? Okay, the tenuous oh, connection between okay. the famous producer of part of Squeeze's first LP and then the band itself. Yes, and the, that famous producer, I believe, is oh, J, uh, John uh, from Velvet Underground. John. Uh, well, we'll get to it. We'll All get, right, here we'll it is. Be, a, the band's first rehearsal space was in a shop owned by a friend of the producer. Okay. B, Squeeze was named after an album by a band of uh, by which the producer had once been a member. C, the first time the producer met the band, Glenn Tilbrook was wearing a t-shirt designed by the producer. Or D, one of Squeeze's uh, first central London performances was as a club owned by the producer. Oh, jeez. Good Lord. I know, this, this is, is a hard a, one. This is a deep cut. So, yeah, yeah. the t-shirt designed by the producer, God, what was the name? John Snow? No, because that's the character from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he knows uh, nothing. Something Snow? He knows Mike nothing. Mike Snow? Mike Snow? Yeah, he knows nothing. Mike Pence? Um, <laughs> geez. All right. This is going to be, this is going to be a shot in the dark, but I'm going to guess because it's related to 
the t-shirt. I think it's going to be, uh, um, I think it's going to be C. Oh, C the is t-shirt designed by the producer. Let's yeah. find out if it's Total C. Stab. Total stab in the dark. It's all right. Sometimes you got it. B. Nope. It was B. Uh, Squeeze was named after an album really? by a band of which the producer had once been a member. Interesting. I wonder what that, so, uh, huh. One of those people ever were like squeezing out sparks by. Um, I'm gonna sue uh, him. I'm gonna sue him for using my name. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Ooh. All right. God, so I skipped that. These are great. And I love these questions, by the way. These Jen. are all very good. Tough, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final two questions. Let's see. Make sure I did eight. Yep, I did. All right. Here's number nine. Okay. Who sang the lead vocals on the squeeze hit "Tempted"? Oh, thank goodness for this. I don't even need the choices. Paul Carrick. Oh my lord! Look at the speed yeah. at which you nailed it. Yeah. Paul uh, well Carrick, done. famously known for uh, How Long by the band Ace. Um, most of the big hits by Mike and the Mechanics. Uh, I always think of like, two songs from Mike and the Mechanics. So Yeah, probably Pro- Can You Hear Me Running, the living, their uh, silent running. Yeah, yep. And, uh, and The Living Years about his father. You know what is really good? Silent Running from... The Gorillas' new album. That song's really Oh, good. really? Yeah, I wish they did it. It's not a cover of it's Mike not. the Mechanics. As far as I know, hey. I don't think, because it would be yeah. so different that I would not recognize it if it was, but it's it's quite good. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I love that his choices are Paul Young, who was born in 1947, and Paul Young, who was born in 1956. <laughs> now, I don't know which Paul Young is which. I know that one of the Paul Youngs was Every Time You Go Away, Paul Young. Um, Every time and then the and then the other Paul Young was a member of Mike the Mechanics, who's who's now passed away. I couldn't tell you which which Paul Young was born in which year. Good lord! Yeah, so glad, well, so glad it was not uh, that was not. I didn't have to get that that choice. All right, now here's a fun one. Okay, final question: Which of these yep. is not a Squeeze album? All right. Okay. All right. Which one is not an album? Here we go. A, loves crashing waves. B. It's a single. It's a single, okay. B, Spot the Difference. Okay, that's their greatest hits album where they redid all their songs to to get control of the copyrights. Oh. Yep. That's interesting. Yep. Wow. You can do that? You just make it... uh, Yeah, you just make a new album of of, uh, new... Like, basically, redo your songs, and now you've got new recordings that then you can own the masters of. What if someone owns the masters to all of TMS, and we have to go make (laughs) 2,400 episodes again just to reclaim them? Oh, God, no, help, no. If you want him, come and claim him. Boy, I got a lot of... That's right. Game of Thrones on my era. Game of Thrones, freaking Lord of the Rings on my mind. Anyway, <laughs> loves crashing waves. Uh, B spot the difference. C okay. some fantastic place. Okay. Or D cozy fan tutti fruity. Oh, awesome! All right, so some fantastic place is an album. Uh, the title track. It was written for the woman that I believe talked Glenn Tilbrook into answering that um, that sweet shop ad. Oh. Uh, some fantastic place, definitely an album. Cozy fan, Tutti Fruity, also an album. It is, uh, um, uh, you know, basically a play on the opera Cozy Fan Tutti. And for some reason, because of that name, the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas thinks that it's an Italian album, and so it includes it in the <laughs> secret pizza place in that long tunnel of Italian albums. Really? And you can find Cozy Fan Tutti Fruity by the band Squeeze because somebody there thinks, oh, that's an Italian album. Let's include that one. I'm there. going through there next time, and I want to see that. That's amazing. I will I will point out to you, we are going to make a trip while we're out there for because people want to uh, have the verbena. 
the uh, oh the weird the, the yeah. drink that changes uh, your flavor based on the uh, based on chewing the the electric Szechuan button. That's right. Um, so, a <laughs> loves crashing waves, which is a single from their uh, non squeeze album called Differed and Tilbrick. Oh my lord, you nailed that one. Uh, it is. I have correct. to redeem myself from some of those earlier questions. It's really good. <laughs> Oh, that was an awesome uh, trivia deal there, uh, TRPW. Keep those coming, yeah. man. I love to pop these in once in a while. Yeah. And uh, like you know, there's there's very few bands that I know that much trivia about, and I apparently need to know more trivia about them. But that's a that's a band I know. Like when I so um, years and years and years ago, um, on Coverville, I would do these things where I would. And there were a lot of uh, indie musicians who were listeners of the show. There were some that I had contact with from doing things, Paul and Storm, Chance and the Choir, people like that. Sure. And so I would do what was called Open Stage. And I'd say, hey, I'm putting together a Talking Heads tribute album. Do you guys want to be part of it? Yeah. And, um, and they'd all reach out and say, oh, God, yeah, I'd love to do uh, Psycho Killer. Oh, I want to do uh, this song or that song. And so I've released... You can get them on Coverville, a Talking Heads cover album, a Spinal Tap cover album, and a Squeeze cover album. Ah, cool. And uh, and Chris Difford from Squeeze somehow found out about the the cover album I put together, emailed me, and said, I love this, and I'm going to play this, because he was doing solo shows at the time. He emailed me and said, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to play this before I come out on stage. Oh, no way. This will be the... These will be the songs that are playing before I come out on stage. Like a little warm-up uh, uh, playlist or whatever. Exactly, exactly. That's so great. Cool. That's yeah. very cool. Nice little brush with fame there. I like that. Mm-hmm. I totally. Just... Like, I <clears throat> I plopped my pants, Scott, when I looked at the email and said, Oh, my God, Chris Difford yeah. from one of my favorite bands is emailing me. Holy poop. It I would... thought it was a joke at first. I thought somebody was punking me. It's not the first time Brian's plopped his pants, but it won't be the last. I plop my pants on a regular basis, but it was certainly the most thrilling time that I've ever plopped my pants. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel I feel the excitement just hearing you tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to get some news out of the way before we uh, yeah. take our mid-show break. Here we go. It's time for the news, and it turns out it's brought to you by... Our friends at That Story Show Podcast. They're sponsoring a comedy story contest where you can win... $50 every week. Visit thatstoryshow.com and submit your real-life story today. You know, in the 1940s, that was like a month's worth of pay back then. Exactly. And if you're a Lyft driver, that is a month's worth of pay right there. <laughs> I don't know. You got to get the, you got to get more highfalutin, high-end sex workers because maybe they got a little extra tippage, Apparently you know? Apparently so, yeah. Yeah, she didn't tip. That's a bummer. Oh, man. Man, you think she'd be used to the tip, but She's, apparently she not. saw way too many tips that day. She's exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, here's a story about New Mexico. Speaking of uh, okay. sex workers, I don't know why they. New Mexico's fine. You know what it reminds me of? Breaking Bad and candy. That's why I'm picking it. Yeah, that's what you always think of with New Mexico, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love candy. And and uh, the H-bomb. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Well, the atomic bomb. I'm yeah. sorry, not the H-bomb. The atomic bomb. Yeah, the yeah. bomb that started it National all. National Laboratories, yes. Uh, Christopher Nolan's next film. Can't wait. Uh, let's see. New oh, Mexico may too. become the first state to have an official aroma. Oh, no. A oh, smell. of all states. Well... All right, without reading any of this, 
I sure as heck hope it's roasted green chilies. Oh but, shit! All right, let's go. Let's well, go. Let's, Brian, let's... you you're uh, you're not. Uh, you, this, this doesn't give you any extra trivia points, but you're absolutely correct. Um, oh, a new, good. A Excellent. new a new bill moving through the New Mexico legislature would make the state uh, the first in the nation to have its own official aroma green chilies roasting in the fall. Yep. Nice. Ding, okay. ding, ding, ding. Oh. Democratic Senator right. William Soles uh, sponsored the Bill 188, which seeks to add to the roster of New Mexico state symbols. Other symbols include the yucca flower, the roadrunner, cutthroat trout, and New Mexico black bear. <laughs> What's, what does the uh, roadrunner smell like? Yeah, I was going to say, what do all these <laughs> smell like? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the, if the bill passes, the state aroma would join some of New Mexico's more unusual symbols, like the bolo tie, which is the official state tie. So okay. sorry, so sorry to hear that. Really, yeah. Any uh, other states have an official state tie, or is it just because the bolo is popular? They said, "Let's make it the official state tie." I feel like we got bird, uh, tree, yeah, flower, well, flower. I think that's it. State official state flower motto, of course. Maybe we've got yeah. more, and I don't know. I don't. I, I guess I haven't paid that much attention to our local stuff, but. Anyway, yeah. they have a they have a the air balloon is the state's official uh, aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that weird sure. or what? It's so weird because they have the annual balloon festival there. I get it. Yeah, it's very weird. It says the yeah. uh, fiscal impact report on the proposed symbol edition noted that it may have a positive though difficult to calculate impact on tourism to the state. That's why they usually do these things. Yeah. Uh, there, see, New Mexico's peak tourist season starts in March and ebbed uh, towards the end of October. Typically, intersects with the peak of green chili season in the state. <clears throat> the help or the uh, state aroma could help draw visitors away from Colorado, which for some reason thinks it uh, thinks it has green chili comparable to that of New Mexico. <laughs> says the report. <laughs> They're calling you guys out. Let's get, get. We've got very good roasted green chili, but I will say, um, and and KT Data, I found that list. I'm going to quiz Scott on these in just a second, so don't look at the link that KT Data just sent. Okay, I will not look at the KT Data's right. link. Kevin, you but, may as well uh, have not posted anything. I don't see it. But when Tina was working down in Santa Fe, I went with her on one of her trips, and because uh, she'd be down there for like a week, so I went with her once. Took my took my whole iMac. I even did TMS from the hotel. Oh, room. this is when you got the blue meth candy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I love yep. that stuff. Ate all yeah, that. Yeah, I used to have the bag of that over here. I think that's what gave me the pre-diabetic state, is your bag of freaking meth candy. <laughs> it's basically just rock candy that's blue. But uh, <laughs> on our way out of town, I said, well, let's swing by and pick up some roasted green chilies, because it was the time of the year that they had every corner had one of those dudes roasting green chilies. Sure. So we got a half a bushel of chilies and it's in a you know it's in a plastic bag and then they put that plastic bag inside a grocery bag and tie it double tie it shut right the plastic okay, sure. grocery bag sure six hours in the car that made the car smell so amazing Heavenly, and it took months yeah. for that that smell to dissipate but you're good for that right because you don't it's not like jerry's bo car this is a car where you want that yeah. odor to stay. You want that odor to smell. Yes, it's so oh, fantastic. Man. Tina was sick of it, but I was like, every time we had to drive somewhere, I'm like, oh, let's take your car so I can smell the green chili smell residue. Kind of with you. I like that smell a lot. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, All right, so. They're just giving you shit there in Colorado is what they're doing here. Let them, let them give me shit. All right, you ready for? Uh, Go. I found the official state symbols list of Utah. Oh, shit. Okay. I'll and see so obviously we talked about the bird and the flower and stuff. Do you know, by the way, the, the official uh, state bird of, of Utah? It is the California gull, seagull. <laughs> it is. Of all things, the California gull. We've, uh, I don't know if I've is, said this on the show, but it's all for one stupid apocryphal story where the pioneers were moving west 
and they established themselves here. <clears throat> they had a really hard winter. Yeah. And when the when it came time for uh, the the corn harvest or whatever they were growing, uh, a massive amount of of uh, locusts uh, yeah. and cri- crickets. Crickets is what this. Yeah, it's crickets. Saying, so they yes. they attacked the the crops and were eating all the crops, and then suddenly, like a miracle in the sky, yeah. a ton of seagulls <laughs> showed up and ate all the crickets and saved the the crops. It's like this very deep-seated story here that i think is really kind of mythological but whatever and that's yeah. why it's this california it's very, it's very like simpsons whacking day kind of it's got a very simpsons whacking day kind of feel to it yeah and now they're is just it, everywhere they're like like katie day says they're in parking lots eating fries i mean they're just stupid dirty birds <laughs> anyway. but it's just funny that it's the california gull i know right we don't even <laughs> we don't even get a utah gull or whatever you don't even get a utah gull uh how about your animal what's your official state i'll uh, see here's where i get in the weeds uh let's see uh um oh gosh dude uh <laughs> uh uh I'll say it. It's an animal, not a bird, because the state bird is different. It's a mammal. It's a right. mammal. Obviously, we have the bird. Uh, oh, uh, mountain lion, maybe. No, it is the Rocky Mountain elk. Oh shit! Yeah. I, I, I did not know that. I wouldn't be able to tell you what our official state animal is here in Colorado, so don't feel bad. All right. Um, how about the official Utah cooking pot? The well, state cooking pot. Lauren Bobert, by the way, is your. Official animal. <laughs> um, okay, our, yeah. cooking pot. Oh, it's a, a, a Dutch oven. That's exactly right. Well done. Yeah, yeah. bunch of Dutch uh, uh, immigrants were famous for uh, early settlers here. Were famous for their Dutch oven cooking. And now, I mean, when I used to go on scout camps and stuff, somebody yep. always brought a Dutch oven. We'd have one night where we had some buried food, and they'd. I was always worried it was going to get dirt and like ashes in it. Always, always worried. <laughs> it's amazing again, food, though, but whew, man. Again, though, taking something that's you know named after the Netherlands and calling it your own, Utah. Yeah, okay. there we are again. Plus, then it became what you do to your wife when you're in bed and you fart and hold the covers down. <laughs> hold the covers over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dutch oven. Exactly. Yeah. All right. How about uh, you mentioned the flower? Uh, let's get it out of the way. Do you know the state flower? Uh, uh you're about to say it. It sounded like Seagull Lily. Yeah, Sego Lily. Is yep. that it? Sego, Sego Lily. Yep, S E G O Lily. Okay. Uh, how about the official state dance? Um. Oh my gosh, there's a state dance. Yeah. Uh, what would it be here? Um, the the Macarena. This officially became the state dance in 1994, apparently. Oh, geez. The square dance. Shut up. Really? Yeah. Oh, who picked this? Somebody in Juab County? You bunch of (laughs) lame-os. Lame. Yes. Uh, Let's see. The official state firearm. (laughs) Really? Yeah. This one, much more recent, 2011. Uh, the Browning M1911 was made the official state uh, firearm. Sounds like another Juab County effort to me, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, the fruit. What's the fruit? Uh, the official state fruit of Utah. Uh, the, the official state fruit is the apple. You want to say plum, don't you? Oh, is it plums? No, but, but don't say plums. It's okay. not plums. I can either take or Neither leave. take nor leave yeah. plums. <laughs> Uh, weirdly, it's the cherry. Oh, um, I almost said cherry. Uh, I don't know why I almost yeah, did. But. Cherry trees were given uh, by Japan just after World War II, and uh, they lined the Utah State Capitol grounds. Yeah, there's a ton of cherry trees here. And we grew when we were growing up, we always had cherry trees. So I should have thought of think, that. I would, yeah, I don't know why I would think of, like, 
Washington. I mean, I guess Apple's got to be the official. State I would have thought, yeah, I would have thought Apple yeah. here and more cherry them, but apparently we're weird. So, uh, insects should be an obvious one. Uh, probably that cricket. No, no, actually, it was the honeybee. Oh Cause shit, because we're the yeah, busy yeah. bee, b- the beehive state. Yeah, oh, exactly. Shit. Yeah, yeah, we do have a lot of bees uh, in the right time <laughs> of year. The official, official state reptile. Oh what? Um, <laughs> uh, a. Some salamander, something? I don't know. Uh, no, a, a Gila monster. Oh, really? Down yeah, in, uh... 2019. So just three years or four years ago, this was uh, named the state reptile following a lobbying campaign by Utah middle schoolers. Interesting. Well, down in south southern Utah, you know, where, where it's basically another planet, we got all kinds of stuff like that. So that, that makes sense. I've never seen yeah. one personally, but, you know, lots of lizards down there. We'll do one more just to, or two more just to, to get ready for India in the middle. But right. um, this, uh, okay, this should be an easy one. What's the Utah State song? Oh. Uh, uh, to be confused with the Utah State hymn. Yeah, there's two different things. Uh, yeah. Oh, geez. All I can think of is my high school song. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin it, says, my humps. That's my humps, my lovely lady humps. Um, shit. I don't know this one. What is it? The official state song is Utah, This is the Place. Oh, shit. It's the whole Brigham Young, This is the Place thing. But the uh, official state hymn, which was used to be the official state song, Utah, We Love Thee. That I think I knew, but would never have recalled. Yeah, the fourth graders from Davis County changed the song in 2003 because it's just not that much fun to sing. Wow. That's, what they said. <laughs> That's how we make calls here. The kids the kids are a massive force in our political system here in Utah. Apparently so, right? They get to yeah. have the Gila Monster, they get to pick a new song. We have more Apparently. children more children per capita than any other place in the country, therefore they wield a heavy axe when they need to. Uh, Apparently, uh, uh, Whitney Houston was talking about Utah when she said that the children were the future. That's right. Let them lead the way or let them change the song because it's boring to sing or whatever the hell they said. All right. There are two official state vegetables. I'll let you choose, uh, but name either one of them. Oh, uh, well, not potato because it's, it's not a, really a vegetable anyway, right? That's a... Um, it's a tuber. Tuber. But, uh, yeah. That would be Idaho. Uh, let's say... Uh, what do we grow here? That's everything grows here, so it's like I guess right. got to pick something. Uh, Coconuts don't grow there. Oh, well. that's true. They don't. Uh, let's go with a. <laughs> let's just do with a carrot or something dumb. The carrot. Uh, the sugar beet. Oh. Uh, which which was uh, from nineteen or I'm sorry eighteen ninety one till nineteen twenty, um, but then because of the blight, uh, now it's the Spanish sweet onion. Oh, so, once again taking major- some other places thing and making it our own. <laughs> exactly. Major crop in Box Elder and Weber County. Oh it's my lord, we we were in Box Elder, dude. Those people sitting around eating their sugar beets and their freaking. <laughs> they're sweet onions yeah yeah i don't know what for whatever those are all like retirement communities now i swear they're just ancient people living there but hey that was a fun look at the stuff i didn't know yeah we'll have to do i haven't looked at colorado but i wonder how many of the colorado things i'd be able to to name well uh there you have it we are going to take that break you mentioned we're going to play an indie in the middle and when we come back we're going to have bill duran here talking about the world of making stuff we'll have bobby for a little science and a little more after that so come on back after this break yeah, going over to Los Angeles for this one. A uh, rock quartet called Blame My Youth. They have a brand new single. It's called Prize Fighter. They're uh, going out on tour supporting Hardy, 
uh, on his sold-out Mockingbird and the Crow tour across the U.S. throughout April. So look for uh, them, look for Hardy, uh, and you can check out uh, uh, the band Blame My Youth as the opening act. Here's their brand new single, Prize Fighter. Want to stay up to date on the biggest stories in pop culture and entertainment? Then be sure to check out the TMZ podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton from TMZ, the TV show, and every day I'll sit down with a member of our news team to give exclusive breakdowns of the day's most talked about headlines, stories we break, and the stories you care about. So check out the TMZ podcast, Monday through Friday, and the other podcasts from the TMZ audio network like Last Days and TMZ Verified. Available on all podcast platforms. To express with the mouth, you can use four sounds. Ooh. Ah. 
Wow. Sam uses this computer for a process he calls birthing. Sawed off sadistic bastard? You betrayed us! This is the morning stream. And we're back. I would sure like to know who that was one more time. Yeah, that sound, by the way, that little clip you played sounded like uh, what happens when you're pulling muscles from the shell. (laughs) The four ways to express yourself. Uh, Hey, that song is called Prize Fighter, and the band is Blame My Youth. Oh, I love that idea. It's like. Okay, does it does it hurt here? Ooh. Okay. How about now? Ah. Oh, and she liked it better there. <laughs> how about this one? Wow. Okay. Well. Yeah, there you go. We pulled it off. Just keep keep doing whatever's whatever's getting the wow, keep doing that. Keep doing the wow. Keep pulling muscles from that shell. Apparently. That's right. That's right. Okay. Bill Duran, uh punish prop zone. Gotta find him in the list. There he is. We're adding him to the call. We're gonna talk about stuff. Get creative here, you know? I like getting creative. Creativity mm-hmm. yeah, get creative. drives sure. humanity. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Bill Duran joining us as he does each and every Tuesday from PunishProps.com to talk about the world of creative uh, making stuff. That's that's the term we'll give it. And uh, Bill's joining us once again. Hi, Bill. Hello. Good morning. Good Happy morning. To be here. Good morning. Good to see you. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what 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 comes knocking to the house of Bill <laughs> this fine Tuesday? <laughs> Well, we've got a brand new video up on our website and on YouTube. Uh, we had a really fun project that we got to take part in. Oh, tell us more. What'd you do? So the thing we made is the build tool from the game Satisfactory. Mm. Obviously, one of oh, our very yeah. favorite games. Yeah. Sure. And in the game, as the main character, you run around with this tool that you use. You point it at stuff to create your factories. Uh, well, we were contacted a few months ago by the company that does all of the official merch for the game, Satisfactory, a company called Heroic Replicas. They've been making all the official merch for Coffee Stain uh, for a while now, and they have a new Kickstarter for their new set of merch. Uh, they're selling some plushies of the animals in the game, which are very adorable, but they're also selling a replica of the build tool. Pretty interesting the that they're using, um, whoops, I had the feud thing up, uh, using the, um, uh, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, using Kickstarter to do merch launches. It's a, mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that before. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. fascinating tact, I guess, if you're trying to sell yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, they have a, a handful of things they're launching, so there's just different levels on the Kickstarter to get all the different things. Sure. Uh, including one of the, the, um, Rewards is the 3D files for this tool. So if you just want to 3D print your own, you can, which I think is really cool that they're doing something like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Did they give you you the assets to work with? Is that how you got the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we made a prototype for them to use uh, in their videos to promote the campaign. Uh, And they sent us the 3D files to print all the parts, uh, along with all of the hardware we would need to put the whole thing together. And that hardware includes things like screws and pins, lights... Uh, it even has a little analog stick. The build tool has like a thumbstick on it. And it, so they sent us what I think is like the guts from a PlayStation controller or something, the analog stick part. 
Oh, wow. I thought it was pretty neat. That's pretty that cool. rad. So this, so for those who can't see this, they're just listening to audio. When you play the game Satisfactory, which is fantastic, and you should, it's a wonderful game. Mm-hmm. Should be hitting 1.0 soon. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> actually, officially released kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. It's still it's been in early access forever, ever and ever. Yeah. But um, I think they're getting close. But anyway, um, it feels finished to me. But it's this kind of not multi-tool. What would you call in the game? What would you call this? I guess it is a kind of a multi-tool. It does a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, and you'll see it out in front of you all the time. And what Bill's made looks like that damn tool. Really? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. To, uh, you should play that, Brian. You would love that I, game. I think. I bet you I would. I'm just about. I've like, I've got one last quest to complete on Astroneer, and um, oh, Astroneer! It, it involves me. <laughs> I know. I have to go back and revisit all the planets and and um, activate their their um, probes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which are all named for you know like. The Kepler probe and the mm-hmm. like they're all named for real probes. Yeah. Uh, I think as soon as I do that, I've completed all of the original content and wow. all the DLC. You've beaten the game, is what you've done. I've, beat, I've completed yeah. the game, beaten yeah. the game, which yeah. is a rare thing. They've for added a, a lot to Satisfactory since I played it last, so I need to play it again. Yeah, they cool. keep adding uh, so many cool things. Satisfactory is just awesome. Oh my gosh, it makes me want to play just watching you build this stupid thing. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, so, how long did the, to- the build take if you had to guesstimate? Uh, this took us uh, about a week. A lot of that time was spent waiting for paint to dry. <laughs> yeah. How much, I always wonder that, how much time is is that? Like how much, for, for all the projects you do, is most of the time waiting for something to cure or dry or sit or settle? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of times, like, so if we're making molds, most of the time the silicone that I use takes at least like 16 hours to cure. So it's usually an overnight thing or more. Uh, same thing with paint. I like to finish painting at the end of the day and then give it all night to dry if I can. Uh, some paints take longer, though, so you may have to have to wait longer. Oh, this thing's beautiful. I want one. <laughs> does, it really make, cool thing. does it make any sound? Does it have any flashing lights? You know, it, so it does have some electronics. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of stuff built into it that where it could have a lot of electronics. But right now it only has lights as far as I know. Gotcha. The one we made only has lights. Sure. That makes um, sense. You're not going to go too crazy on other stuff if it doesn't need it, and you know, right? You just the lights to... are really kind of enough, right? Uh, but like I said, there's a, there's a little thumbstick in there that can be programmed. There's a circuit board. There's a bunch of things you could do yeah. if you were inventive. Oh, uh, um, the Dude. kit, uh, like I said, was all 3D printed. We used our 6K resin 3D printer. We got a, a newer 6K resin printer and that thing i think was awesome <laughs> and uh the parts came out great yeah this of course looks, we had to do a, a little bit of cleanup this looks Most insane oh my gosh look at a little t- <laughs> that moves on the bottom is there resistance on that bottom thing <laughs> yeah it's got a spring in there and then the, there's a little knob that turns as well yeah I moving just, parts make everything better i just hold this all day is what i would do <laughs> spin it on your finger point yep. it at your animals and stuff yeah get holsters for them make two you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> wear the helmet uh this is awesome the video's up so if you guys are like wait i can't see this i'm listening to audio uh don't worry get your butt over there and check it out at punchprops.com it's the <laughs> latest video and yeah, it looks and I believe there's great. like three minutes of bloopers at the end. So yeah, there's a big <laughs> old blooper the whole chunk. thing. <laughs> oh, cool! That's great. I like seeing you screw up. If I'm honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, happens more than people think. You know what it's as like. It's not one of those like uh, lose a finger screw ups. No, yeah, no, no, I no, done no, that no. Yet. <laughs> You don't want to see that. But I do. You know what it's like. It's like watching those uh, Boston Dynamics robots bloopers. 
yeah, where exactly. usually the, the only ones you see are like it falls over. On yeah, because usually yeah. it's like, oh, he just ran the course perfectly without an error. Oh, the robots, right? And then someone will say, well, there's this B-roll, and then he's just fumbling all over the place. And I don't know, for some reason, it gives me hope and makes me smile. So, Bill, I'm glad you're not a robot and that you're fallible, okay? I'm glad you screw oh, yeah, up sometimes. Yeah. Wait, uh, waiting for the day. I want to see the, the scene from uh, Terminator when all the all the robots are walking across the hellscape. Yeah. And yeah. one of them just completely eats it, trying to go up the <laughs> stair or something. I want to see that clip. His legs are still still moving. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I'm still walking. walking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Slip on a skull. He just crushed yeah. with his foot. <laughs> uh, all right. Tell us. You've got a little bonus link you'd like to share, don't you? What do you got there? I do, yes. Um, our friends, Evan and Caitlin, made what they're claiming is the world's largest laptop. Oh my God! Look at that. that yeah, the freaking. She world. she needs to have the world's largest lap. Unfortunately, I know, right? She doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so what? To to what end? Is it just because we like big stuff, small stuff? Like we talked about last I week a little bit. Things are cooler when they're way bigger or way smaller than normal. Yeah. And oh this laptop gosh. is like a forty-two inch TV screen or something like that. I love <laughs> this only so complaint. much. <laughs> they should have gone all the way and created a giant keyboard for it. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. took an existing keyboard and just made massive keys uh, mm-hmm. for it. Oh, that's. I think this uh, was the biggest keyboard they could find. Okay. It's pretty beefy. It's pretty big. Yeah. Still pretty beefy. Yep. Those keys are large, but I would buy. Love this. <laughs> <laughs> this would be on permanent display, and I would invite people over just to see it. You would need yeah. a room for it. Oh my lord, yeah, dude! That's that amazing. Thing is massive. Wow. I love that. I want now. I want a tiny, tiny, tiny one that's not even usable. That's what I want now. I want all these things. All right, Bill. Uh, wonderful stuff as always. That's Evan and Caitlin on uh, YouTube. If you want to go check that out, mm-hmm. and uh, Bill Duran can be found at punishprops.com. And of course, the Punish Props YouTube channel is the place to go sub and check out all the great content. Bill, have you a great it. week and uh, stay out of trouble, will you? Sure thing. See you guys. Bye now. See ya. I mean, oh. it's a pretty big keyboard. I want a keyboard that goes edge to edge, and then no, I want I the trackpad to be like a mouse pad size. Yeah, like in the a front big fatty like this. You're absolutely oh. right. If you're going to go, I mean, I know nothing about what it took to make what of they made. Of course, yeah. I mean, this is you know certainly not discounting the amount of time and work that they put into this. No, but... And it needs to have a, a equally big, stupid ThinkPad eraser nub <laughs> joystick thing in the middle of the keyboard that's... Oh, That's how big would it be? A, like, um, it would be like a grape, like a fat, big fat grape like size. This, this ten immense, just like a big old knob. <laughs> exactly. I love it, dude. Love uh, it. Awesome. Uh, awesome. I wish I had the wherewithal to do stuff like that. I guess I could yeah. if I had the time, but I don't. Um, okay, what are we doing now? Oh yeah, Bobby. Bobby. Oh yeah, Bobby. He's coming in hot. Got some stuff to say. Uh, one. That's <laughs> Look who it is. It's Bobby. He comes bearing science. And uh, <clears throat> he's a load-bearing wall. And uh, we mm-hmm. like having him on. He's a science-bearing wall. Yeah, he's a science-bearing wall. and big, uh, hairy wall. Big hairy wall. <laughs> you like that term? You like being called the hairy wall? <laughs> yeah, that, that was my uh, wrestling name in high school. Oh, it's, great. It sounds, like a, it sounds like a coach for the New England Patriots. Oh, yeah, our new coach, Harry Wall. Yeah, uh, Harry Wall. See if he can bring some life to this team. Yeah, Fine. we got a rebuilding year. <laughs> Harry Wall's going to turn it around. 
Um, Bill, it's good to see you, of course, and uh, your hair. But also, it was good to see Bill, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it's always good to see Bill. Did you uh, fly today, or how, just give us a quick update on the flying? How's how's going with that? Um, the flying, I did go flying today. It'd been a while since I've been flying because just weather and and the plane being in the shop and everything. But I did go flying today, and it was very windy. Mm. It was super mm-hmm. windy, and. Um, that was it. Made it. It felt like a roller coaster at times. <laughs> like oh gosh, that's yeah, not like a, that, that. That's feeling, not something you want. Like, yeah, no, it wasn't. I very want that in my roller coasters. I don't want that in my flights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's um, it wasn't very comfortable. We couldn't fly very high either. So a lot of times when you um, when there's turbulence and a lot of wind and everything, you can fly. You can go up higher and just get out of it. Yeah, and it'll be fine. Uh, but we couldn't because the cloud deck was around 2,000 feet today so we had to stay at 1,500 to fly and and um, it was just very gusty 20 knot gusts that were that were pretty rough let me ask and, you a question um, you call it the cloud deck does that just mean the bottom of the cloud cover like the yeah cloud the cloud base okay yeah all right um so it was at 2,000 and because I'm a I'm learning I'm, I'm not an instrument rated pilot I can only fly visual flight rules or VFR so you you can't climb I can't go through clouds Oh, I see. So instrument, like, could can people who are trained uh, instrument, what was the instrument certified or instrument? Instrument the, rated, yeah. Instrument rated. Could they have the windows basically blacked out and fly the plane for the most part? Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to, that's part of what you have to do to fly. You don't black out the windows or anything, sure. but but you, uh, it, the point of instrument ratings is so that you can fly in the middle of clouds and you have no visual reference. Wow. Plane cool. at all. Okay. So in, in essence, you black it out yourself just by being in the environment where you, yeah. And have when no you're learning it, and even I will have to do a few, they, they do make you do a couple, a few hours of flying in, um, instrument training, flying in the, the training that I'm doing because just in case, you know, you have to have been exposed to it. Um, just for safety reasons, just if the worst sure. happens and you and you and you're in it, yeah. and the way that they train you to do that because you can't just wait until it's really cloudy, right? Right. Sure. Um, but the way they train you to do that is they they basically give you these frosted goggles to wear. <laughs> oh, with the blast shield down, I can't see where <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting. That's exactly table, what it man. is. Oh wow! And so it's it's these goggles that are all frosted except for the bottom the very bottom in the middle so that you can look down your nose at the instruments <laughs> weird yeah. it's like the awesome. it's like vr wow. helmets with a little peaky a little peaky hole yeah. in them yeah so a lot of people are really scared of that i'm actually looking forward to it i think i'll i think i'll do all right because the big problem i've had in all these hours of training is i've had the opposite problem where i've had to get better at making sure I keep my eyes outside the windows because I've spent so much time in flight simulator, like Microsoft flight simulator where you have to look at the instruments all the time Yeah, because you can't feel the plane, you know? Sure. Cause you're, it's in a, on a computer. Um, But, um, (laughs) the, uh, the, so I've, it's been hard forcing myself to make sure I look outside and I spend too much time looking at the instruments. So I think that I'll be pretty comfortable with that. And I, I will, after I get my, private pilot's license that's going to be my next step and i'll probably try to do it pretty quickly after i get licensed i want to go ahead and start training as an instrument 
to get the instrument rating. So once you because you're limited. If you, if you don't have sure. an instrument rating, then then the weather can ruin your flying day. You're right. Only able to fly on clear days. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. if if you had something planned for a week, you know, oh, some people are coming into town. I'm going to take them up into a plane to the plane mm-hmm. and maybe fly a couple cities over, go get some lunch and fly back. Um, if it's just a a foggy or cloudy day that day, you just you're you're just down. Just, you're you have to cancel. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. But once you have that, you could do this where people could come in town and you'd say, hey, let's go fly over to yep. Greensboro or whatever and get lunch and come back like that is that will be you can legally do that at that point. Yeah, okay. I can't legally do it now. But at that point, yeah, the only thing that will stop me from flying really are well, in this part of the country, the only thing I'll have to worry about are like thunderstorms. It always feels um, like the you, only time you hear about crashes, not to not to pee on everyone's parade here for a second, but <laughs> but when you you always hear about these crashes of private planes, it's always mm-hmm. like um what's his name? Uh, basketball player, can't think of his name all of a sudden. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Kobe. Uh short little jaunt, right? Went down. Mm-hmm. Um not Elvis, but uh the 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 big bopper, those guys. Yeah. Get up, down. Like these aren't commercial flights; they're always these little these little private flights. Is yep. it just a perception thing? Is there any kind of correlation between the fact that they are small and is just some trained it's hard, pilot? It's hard to know because you. The only thing that you will know from from a, an accident where there's where no one survives, yeah, uh, is is the is the stuff that comes out of the you know like the the flight recorder. Yeah, the flight recorder yeah. and any any data that was coming from the plane to out of the plane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it only gives you limited information. What you can't know is what was going on in the pilot's head. Gotcha. Um, That's true. And so a lot of people in aviation, we, they, it's talked about a lot that it, the speculation really is that the reason that it happens a lot there is because of the mind frame of the pilot. Like a lot of people, like. There's a lot of a lot of your training as a pilot is all about the go no go decision, um, and how to make how to how to you know have good decision making skills and and how to manage that kind of thing because so a lot of people so the Kobe Bryant thing I, I heard some people talking about that and they think that probably what happened there is you've got this really famous guy yeah. who wants to go. And you, as the pilot, are like, uh, do I? Should I tell them that this isn't a good idea? Mm-hmm. You know, and oh. and perhaps they were just flying, and and we know from the data actually that it was not great conditions to fly in, so probably they shouldn't have gone at all. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is probably what happens a lot is that you get over, you get pilots that are overconfident, especially especially private pilots who've been doing it for a long time, um, get overconfident, like, oh, I can handle this, and. Yeah. And they can't, they can't obviously because yeah. something happened. You know, fascinating. Well, all right. There's your flight update, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Please uh, wait until the light is turned <laughs> off and uh, move about the cabin. Turn your tray Bing. tables and your Bobby back to an upright position. That's right. <laughs> uh, Bobby uh, is upright and ready to tell us some science. So why don't you yeah. lay it on us? What are we doing this week? You had a question for me that you sent me last week. Oh yeah, I that did. I thought I would talk about. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, where is it? Do oh, you have the audio that I, you want to play? I thought Andy? I did, don't I? Because yeah, here can, it is. I, can, I have it right here. Here I it is. I can play it. I'm good. Here we go. Okay. So this is something I got off of that documentary I watched. I recommended it on the show called Our Universe, and it was um, uh, what's his beak? Uh, I can't think of names today. What's wrong with me? 
Uh, terrible. <laughs> Andy Dufresne thought that day. Oh, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Morgan freaking Freeman. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, yeah. stop thinking Christian Slater for something. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Now we're going to watch the Canadian goose as it makes its. Uh, yeah. Tra- oh my god. <laughs> That's easy. Easy to slip into a Jack Nicholson with Christian yeah. Slater. Yeah, they kind of do each other. Uh, anyway, here is that audio. Hail. <laughs> Maybe. Why isn't it playing? Okay, it's not playing. Somebody just re-get it. Okay, that's weird. Should have played. All right, I'll play it here. Our sun blasts out the energy of four and a half trillion atomic bombs every second. Okay, is that... I assume it's true because that seems like a vetted documentary where all that stuff is checked out. But that seemed... Like, let me just let this sink in. Our sun blasts out the energy of four and a half trillion atomic bombs every second. Trillion. Trillion atomic bombs per second. Four and a half trillion atomic bombs every second. Is that true? Yes. (laughs) Well, to to jump jump right to it. Yes, that is totally true. Morgan Freeman is a big fat liar. (laughs) Yeah, that liar. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, I, I've seen him in you. movies. You never know what's going on with that guy. No, that just that yeah. just seems insane amount of energy. Yeah, he ad libbed that line, and they just didn't check it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, that is crazy. It is crazy. And so you sent me that, and you you just you're just asking me like like you you're like, hey, is this true? Holy cow! And I said, yes, it's. And let's talk about it on the show because it's really the reasons why and all that how stars work in the sun and everything is very fascinating thing to talk about. I agree. Um, but, uh, the energy of an atomic, atomic bomb will start there. A typical atomic bomb would be about four, uh, 4.184 times 10 to the 12 joules of energy. That's, wow. um, quite a lot. That's a uh, four, four with 12 zeros after it. That's how many joules of energy. <laughs> um, and, uh, and the energy of the sun that's put out every second is a th- is a four with twenty six zeros after it. Um, so that's that's a lot of energy, right? Yeah, Jeez, <laughs> and yeah. Um, it's a, so it's a lot more energy, and um, and there are a couple of reasons why the sun puts out so much energy. First of all, uh, it's it's fusing. So an atomic bomb, what it's doing is it's it's it has a type of energy that it's that it's that it's what it's doing is fusion or it's it's uh or or, i'm sorry it's backwards it's doing fission it's fission and fusion are easy to confuse because they decided to make those words sound very similar Mm. um but fission is what's going on inside an atomic bomb and that's where you're splitting an atom right you hear split the atom sure um so it's just a bunch of a bunch of energy from when you take an atom and split it in half there's a lot of energy that's holding that those uh, quantum particles together. So if you are able to somehow get them to split, a lot of energy is released, and then a chain reaction happens. That energy that's released causes the next one to then split, and so on and so forth. But the point is that when you split the atom, a lot of energy is released. Um, but believe it or not, when you force two atoms, the opposite of fission is fusion, where you take two atoms and smash them together, and they make an, and they form a new atom. But um, maybe counterintuitively, when you do that, when you take two atoms and fuse them together, it actually creates even more energy. Mm. Um, 
and that's what's going on inside the sun. Okay. Is fusion. All right. Um, so, so f- the sun, um, as, as John Flansburg and John Linnell, they might be giants famously <laughs> taught us, um, that the sun is a massive incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace. Um, it's, so it's fusing hydrogen into helium. So at there's a, a of millions of at a temperature of millions of degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had to finish it out. Yeah. 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 Of course. Um, so <laughs> needed so, some closure on that song. I appreciate that. I needed it. I wasn't, if I was going to be in my head until I finally got closure. Uh, yeah. So our star is young. You've heard that before, right? It's a young star. Yeah. It's a young star. It's like, but, a, it's like a, uh, it's like a, a Bella it's Ramsey. It's like a Jonas brother. Yeah. It's like a Bella Jonas Ramsey. brother or a Bella Ramsey or somebody like that. A young star just getting started, you know, yeah, you know go exactly. far. Yeah. So in, by in, space. <laughs> in the early stages of a star, uh, what happens is a, a bunch of hydrogen uh, comes together, it coalesces this hydrogen gas, and it, it forms a big glob, and then more and more collects. The gravity uh, pulls it together, and it and it pulls into this giant spherical clump that we eventually will call a star, but it doesn't become a star until there's enough of that hydrogen that smashes together. And, uh, and the force of that gravity gets so heavy that that under its own gravity, and I don't know if you really think about this, a lot of, I don't think, I don't know if, like, when you really think about this, this is an amazing fact to me, mm. that the thing that ignites a star is simply the fact that there's so much of it, that it's, the gravity is pushing so hard that it, it lights on fire. <laughs> like, that's, that's all that happens. That's how a star ignites. Uh, and so... That's the the gravity of all that hydrogen together has pushed so hard on itself that the hydrogen atoms start fusing together. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they make helium. They're they're fu- the hydrogen atoms, it doesn't happen immediately. It happens in several steps. It actually makes a couple of different types of hydrogen and then eventually they all start to fuse together and form helium atoms. If I was on the sun, if I could stand the sun, you know, and be there. Would I just mm-hmm. be like this the whole time, talking like this, because there's so much damn helium? Because of all the helium? Yeah. Is that what would happen? Uh, I don't think it has a helium atmosphere, though, right? It's just the... <laughs> I don't think it has an atmosphere. on the surface of the sun, that's a good question. Um, the atmosphere, probably, does it have an atmosphere, like, of a sort? Yeah, it sure does. It does, okay. Uh, there, are different, there are different layers yeah. to the, the sun's atmosphere. In fact, it's, it's hotter on its surface in that atmospheric part than it is um, below the surface inside. Oh, wow. Interesting. Below the surface would be hotter. Interesting. I think, I think when you get all the way deep down, it might be hotter than that, but it's, there's just different heats happening at different layers and, and it takes a long time for things to, cause everything's fusing in the middle of the sun, right? Yeah. And creating tons of energy. And during that fusion process, so when you have the hydrogen atoms and they fuse together, it creates helium. The reason it creates helium is because, and and is because of the energy that's released. So you know that atoms are made up of like different types of subatomic particles, right? Like 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 quarks and mm-hmm. and um, different types of things like that. Well, whenever the whenever the two hydrogen atoms smash together. Um, it kicks out different uh, quantum particles like positrons and neutrinos and and photons. Fo- the photons that get kicked out of the of during this fusion process—that's what we see as light. And um, 
And then the other energy comes from the positrons, neutrinos, the gamma rays and everything like that, that, that get shot out. But because it, it loses those things, one of those, one of those, um, those hydrogen, uh, protons gets turned into a neutron and then it creates, you know, a helium atom. Anyway, the point is that it eventually, that's what also keeps, so if there were no, if there was no fusion, if fusion wasn't a thing, this is interesting is that all that um, all that hydrogen would keep compressing down on itself and it would eventually just smash down into a single smaller solid ball of hydrogen or if there were if it was big enough it would form into a black hole mm-hmm. right so it's but the, the perfect it's like the it's like the little pig that had just or not the bear that had the just the right porridge or whatever right Right, right, right. Well, yeah. So, so <laughs> it's so a bad analogy, but you know what I mean. Like, it's the perfect combo in the middle. It's the perfect got... amount of yes, right. yeah. Not well, too big, not too small. Yeah, yeah. There's a balance that's happening um, because the reason why all that hydrogen is not compressed down into a small ball like a black hole, the reason that that doesn't happen is because of all the ignited, exploding. Um, uh, fusing hydrogen. So all that energy that is released from all those fusion reactions exerts a pressure outwards and it balances out the force of gravity pulling it in. And it's just careful balance that makes the sun stay at this steady, you know, size. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a balloon in a way um, that's, it's pushing out. And eventually, this is a cool thing about the life cycle of a star, eventually that hydrogen will run out yeah. or it'll run low and it won't be cre- creating enough fusion energy on the inside. And that's when you send Killian out. Murphy and a whole ship crew of people <laughs> out to the thing to fix it. And you hope that Captain America doesn't get frozen from the waist down in uh, in uh, hydrogen hot water or cold water or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, that's happened before. Watch so. Sunshine, you guys. A great movie. That movie holds up. It's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so so yeah, the hydrogen will eventually run out or run low, and um, if humans are still around, that's it for us. We're done then, right? Well, no, not exactly. Well, I think actually, yes, that's not the end of the star though, because I think at that point it becomes a red giant because, which seems weird because I just said that the the energy won't be enough anymore to hold it up, right? Because it'll run out of hydrogen. So you would imagine gravity will win in that. Gravity will say, "Aha! There's not enough of." this energy pushing up against me. So now everything's getting pushed down and I I win and pull everything in. But then what happens is all those helium atoms now get compressed hard enough together Uh because of the force of gravity that they start to fuse. Yeah. And it pushes out again, and that's when it puffs out into a red giant. I think that will consume the Earth. Yeah, uh, I think it's supposed to grow big enough to engulf the first three planets, if I remember. Yeah, exactly. If and I remember so, my, my animation from Cosmos uh, correctly, then that's... Uh, right, Carl Sagan taught us all of this stuff. He really did, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. did it in ways we're, most we're of us like could little, grasp. I miss that guy. He was great. We're all little dandelions uh, floating on the wind. <laughs> the cool thing, the cool thing is that so that that all happens right. Helium starts fusing and making more elements like carbon, and then helium and carbon fuse to make oxygen, which then fuse with helium to make neon, and it goes on on all through these things to make more and more stuff. It's all these different phases of making new elements until eventually all these elements get made, and every step of the way, the gravity gets greater, right? 
and once the fuel runs out and it starts fusing new elements until it gets to iron until iron starts to be made in the core and that's the end of the line yeah you can't you can't smash down the iron hard enough for it to fuse it together right um so that's when once once all the once the core is full of iron and there's not enough there's no more not enough helium and other elements to fuse to make energy because remember this is all that balance right? right all this energy being made is pushing against the gravity well, once there's not enough energy, any fusion energy anymore to push against the gravity and it's just all iron, then the whole thing collapses down. And this happens in, I think, like like an hour. <laughs> like it oh, really? Really? Yes. That quick? Whoa. Once, oh, wow. That's once cool. you get to the end, it all happens very fast. The whole Jeez. thing just collapses down into the center of the iron core of the sun. And that, that compression of the gravity pulling on everything pulls it so fast that in a giant shockwave explosion happens as it all comes into the center. And that's a supernova. And that'll wipe oh. us all out. We're all done for that. Right. Yeah. We'd be done already, but yeah, if there's <laughs> even if it just got, see this, I always wondered about this. If it suddenly just went cold, it, let's say within an hour, would people yeah. in Minnesota even know that it's happening? Would they know? <laughs> Not for seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like they would be like, "What? What's the big deal? What's the problem, everybody?" Because it's so damn cold. They, there. they might feel they might feel it, but they would they would uh, they would put their noses up at everybody else who was complaining about it. Uh, they'd say, "Oh, yeah, there you go. yeah, oh, this isn't cold. You should have seen the winter I spent here in 1993 <laughs> back right. in Aunt Five. Yeah, it's yeah, um, you just you guys just don't know how to drive in the snow. That's what, <laughs> that's what we say. Here uh, well, that's everybody. fascinating. So if that ever does happen, we won't really even know." because it'll be so instantaneous we're all out we're just done right well we'll be long gone by then because the once it runs out of hydrogen the earth is toast yeah well the opposite of toast we're big frozen <laughs> right. uh, we're, we're bread First that's we'd frozen be toast, and yeah. then we'd be that cold piece of bread that's left on your plate when you leave the uh, perkins yeah we'll be like the 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 three-year-old wonder loaf that's in your freezer still and has freezer burn that's, <laughs> that's what we'll be we're going to look yeah. like Jack Nicholson out in that damn uh, maze thing. <laughs> Hedge maze. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait. Let me wait. tell you, though, now that you know about the the supernova and how once you run out of energy and the iron core, everything collapses and then the whole thing explodes. Once you know how that works, um, it's really cool to, and interesting to think about what a black hole really is. If If the star is big enough, and our star is not big enough for this to happen, but if the star is big enough then when it collapses down like that and that supernova happens, there will be enough stuff in the center that it won't all explode. And a lot of supernovas, by the way, leave behind um, a neutron star, uh, which is just really small. It's just a bunch of stuff that's left behind. There's no more bunch of gas. It's basically just a bunch of, literally what it is, is a bunch of neutrons that are all together. But if the star is big enough, there will be enough of those. In a neutron star, the reason it stays as this ball of neutrons is because at a quantum level, the nuclear forces that are involved will not allow these neutron particles to get closer together. Mm. They just won't. They cannot physically get closer together. Mm -hmm. They're so dense and packed and they just, just the forces will not, it cannot get closer together. But... Right. Because of the atomic level, they're already nearest neighbors. They can't move any. There's yeah. no more moving. It, it, the forces are so strong there that they cannot be pushed closer together. It's just a law of nature. Except for if there is an if the star was big enough, 
and there is enough stuff there, the gravity will be so strong that even those neutron, uh, they're called degenerate forces, even those degeneracy forces are overcome and those particles get smashed together and, and, and forced together. And once that happens, it's game over. It doesn't stop. Um, it will, that's why they say that a black hole is, is an, is a single, it's all that matter condensed down to a single dimensionless point, like, like Mm -hmm. a single point in space. It's because it's, it doesn't stop. If you overcome that force, there's so much matter there. It will not stop. Yeah. And that's the part that even physicists have a hard time wrapping their heads around. You you just have to trust the math, you know, because that is so counterintuitive. Yeah. How can everything get get compressed down to a a dimensionless? It has no height, width, length, nothing. It's a dimensionless single point in space. Look, as soon as I accepted Matthew McConaughey, uh, spent seven extra minutes trying to do a thing, and that meant like a hundred <laughs> years went by. I was I'm good for anything now. Like whatever, <laughs> right? Right. If I, once you get your head around some of that relativity stuff and how it might work. Everything else seems like nothing. So everything fine. else is all right, all right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> you could eat a peach well, for hours. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, um, <laughs> just for what I always think of that when you do that, all right, all right, all right. I think of Nick Cage saying that. I don't know why. Weird. Okay. All yeah, right. Can't explain it. Uh, well, all right. This is fascinating, and uh, I hope people enjoyed science class today. There'll be there'll be a quiz, and uh, <laughs> I trust you all do well on the on the test at the end of the quarter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, Bobby. Um, there are other cool science topics being discussed all the time on a little show you make called all around science tell us about yep. it and what's on there this week yes my podcast that i do with my co-host mora is called all around science we talk about science stuff every week just whatever we find interesting news other interesting topics this past week the the one the episode that just came out yesterday we talked about uh, a topic that on the surface sounds really technical and and everything it's called viral interference um but it's actually a really fascinating thing that y- you may have noticed but don't realize. And it's the, it's the thought that, have you ever real- noticed that when you get sick with something, let's say you get a flu or yeah. even a cold. Sure. Um, you don't get sick with something else. While you're, yeah, usually not. Oh, yeah, right. Almost never. Now, some people do, and those people are usually immune compromised, and we talk about that. Um, but a, 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 a typical healthy person like like you and I, if you get a if you get the cold, you usually don't get the flu and the cold at the same time, or yeah. you don't get COVID yeah. and the flu. Yeah. Um, Sometimes or, you might or, back to back them, but even that's hard to do. Even that's not yeah. very common because yeah. I'd assume that it's well, and, and we'll find out on all around science. But I assume it's because white blood cells are currently in overdrive, protecting you. Or it's that's there's that's certainly part of it, but there's a lot more to it than that. And the 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 teaser here is that it has to do the viruses themselves have ways of pushing out and, and preventing other viruses oh wow from from getting in like they're they've, they're very territorial like one at a time please stay behind the rope yeah exactly i remember more, when i was a, please form an orderly queue <laughs> when i was a teenager there was a time where i had a cold a bad one and I and all my sisters got diarrhea and the barfs. And I remember thinking, I'm so lucky I got the cold first because what for I didn't understand this concept then, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But intrinsically, I kind of got the idea that well, I'm busy fighting this. I don't have time for that. And I loved it. 
was like, you yeah. guys with your it's spend so all day on the bathroom floor. It's too bad. Too sad. Yeah, it's you. so funny yeah. you mentioned that because Mora talks about that. Everyone in her house got sick and she, you know, everybody else got one thing. She got another thing. And yeah. she makes this great analogy when it comes to viral interference to um, to a heist. The viruses having a doing a heist in your body and competing heist people. And, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. This yeah. is the this it's the great. sequel so to the sequel to, to all heat. around science. Yep, go pod. check it all around science wherever podcasts are available, and uh, you will not go wrong if you are into more scientific talk. Bobby, thanks for hanging around with us. Thank you. We'll see you next time. See you, Bobby. Oh, it didn't kick us. Thank goodness. Cool. Although, oh wait, maybe kick us. T- oh, it still did it. Frick. It rebooted it. Are you there? Oh it oh, rebooted there it. I, I thought it didn't do it, but it did. That's It's only with Bobby. Weird. I do it with Tom. Well, no, it did it with no Tom problem. last week, too, didn't it? I think it did. Uh, I can't remember. It did it with somebody last week, and I can't remember who it was. It may have been both. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a new plan to deal with that because I know how cool. to keep it up without canceling it. Fix anyway. it. Fix it. All right, Fix let's uh, let's be done with that and move on to a couple of quick uh, uh, reedy things here. For example, a text from uh, Angry Bob, and he <laughs> he was talking about Antarctica and sent kind of the poles, and we were talking about like how stuff worked over there or whatever, and how they got mail. Mm-hmm. And uh, he oh, says yeah. t- he right. says two things: U.S. stations in Antarctica get mail same way military does overseas. There's an FPO AP address. Uh, so that's interesting. Number two, maybe all dinos were gathered at their uh, at their port and killed by asteroids. We'll never know. I'm not sure what that's a reference to. I don't either. Um, oh, was it the was it the guy that says where are the poor the Native Americans? Where's the ports? Where's the cities? Oh yeah, maybe. But then, but the dinosaurs weren't here then, so I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. Angry Bobby had a weird night that night. You sent this, but I appreciate it anyway. <laughs> so apparently, you can send mail to. Um, the Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah, sure. So, Brian, if you're ever in the mood, just send a little love letter down there, or whatever. I've I've got a listener, a Coverville listener, who's stationed at the uh, the was the bird, um, the bird, the bird observatory because he was oh. the uh, explorer who went there. Andrew, not Andrew Bird. Andrew Bird. Shoot, is that his name? I know it's not Larry Bird, and I know it's not. Uh, Oh, I wish it was Larry Bird. It would be great if it was Larry Bird. But anyway, he's stationed there, and he sends me. He sent me a photo of him wearing his Coverville T-shirt, standing in front of the pole. That's great. The actual spirally North Pole pole that uh, that somebody put up there. That'll be. That'll probably be. Correct me if I'm wrong. That'll probably be the closest you'll ever get to that pole. Is that sure? For sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's amazing. Although, believe it or not, there is an island covered with penguins called Coverville near Antarctica. <laughs> And it is on my bucket list to go to Coverville Island. Ah, oh, that's a place? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a forest called The Instance, and I hope I get to go there one day. <laughs> Just kidding. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and then we got an email from D. Uh, okay. He said, <laughs> we got to get that D. He says, um, about Toro, this is the car rental thing. Yep. Is it Toro or Tora? Toro. Toro. Oh, he, okay. I spelled it wrong. It says, hi, Scott and Brian. I was just listening to TMS 2423, where Brian was talking about the wonders of Toro. Uh, just a quick warning for Brian. I used to work for a toll agency, and this may be a non-issue there, as I am unsure of what the toll situation there is in Denver. 
Uh, but be very careful with this. We had several owners of vehicles called in uh, ticked off for toll violations. Turo contacts are not accepted at some agencies to prove who was driving. Uh, toll violations could go to registration holders all the way to uh, garnishments and vehicle owners, not drivers, if left unpaid in certain parts of the country. Uh, like I say, it may not be an issue there, but it wor- is worth looking into before you sign up. Sorry, so long pay the toll, though. D. So <laughs> That's I don't, a really good point. Do you yeah, have, we do toll? have toll? Oh, you do we have do. Them. We have toll roads. Yeah, 470 and Northwest Parkway are toll roads or across the north um, north side of Denver. I use mm. those all the time for for Lyft. And because of that, I actually have a toll um, RFID tag in my windshield that reduces the price that I pay for tolls. But this is something very important for me to have on there that if I rent the car to somebody, there needs to be a form that says you'll be responsible for the discounted price of any toll uh, trips you take through the toll roads. Interesting. That's a a good, good point. Okay. Yeah. We don't have those here at all. So I, I, you'd be safe in Utah, but I don't know what the, it's all about responsibility, right? Would they, do they put it on you or and every state's probably different because we all have Mm -hmm. our dumb laws. Um, So who knows? I still yeah. think that sounds like such a cool thing. I was talking to Kim about it. It just seems like a fun, smart way to It does, yeah. Yeah. Make I've a got money. my outside photos taken of the car. I need to do some major cleanup on the inside of my car. Here's the fun thing. Uh I really wrestled with, all right, well, I've got this awesome Oingo Boingo sticker that TVZ gone made for me in the back window, another a shield logo on the other side. Do I do I take those off? don't want to do i photoshop them out of the photograph don't want to do that either Mm -hmm. do i just leave them so that people can uh be in a car that that likes oingo boingo and shield (laughs) at the same (laughs) time (laughs) yeah which is what i think you know i'm not taking my my stitch bobblehead out of the front of it either they've got to deal with that no leave that in there keep bobbling stitch exactly uh the lc night in the chat reminds me we have we do have fast pass for hov lane use here but i don't think Mm, that's applicable in this case because that's just a Uh, similar similar thing though one of our like one of our major tolls in denver is a is an hov lane and Mm. a couple of the major highways and my toll license toll rfid tag applies to those as well so kind of similar yeah all right well my guess is western states are gonna have an easier time with this problem Eastern states have tolls everywhere. Uh-huh. So, uh, curious stuff. Anyway, thank you, D, for t- uh, D. sending that in. If you'd like to be like D, you can send emails to themorningstream at gmail.com or you can text us like Angry Bob did at 801 471 Your voicemails yeah. are also welcome. Yeah, we welcome. We yeah. invite and welcome your voicemails. We don't turn them down. We accept That's them. Right. We embrace them. We play them. And we get naked with them. All right? Uh, that's going to be it for our show today. I want to thank two brand new patrons who joined since yesterday, Ivy Snow and Timothy Grigas. You guys are rad. Very cool. Yeah, I love it. Love new people and uh, would yeah. love it if you uh, other people would become new people over at patreon.com slash TMS. If you don't want ads, you're good. That's where you get them. It's where you not get ads. You want art in the mail? That's another place to get that. You want tea? You want pre-show content? every day how about some couch parties on the weekend or this weekend we're going to do a, a play date it's that yeah. time of the month everybody for play date. probably explore explore some more of the new jackbox yeah possibly. we didn't get through them all did we mm, no i think we missed like three of them 
Anyway, I think so. Yeah, with one of those one of those Jackbox games was a a beast as far as how many rounds and turns it was. So yeah, it was huge. So we'll end up. Oh, and then we got kicked out of one of them because it crashed. Oh right, yes. Yeah, yeah. that game. Some stability issues on that game. But anyway, uh, we're gonna check those out and play this weekend. Well, how is all this possible? Because you're members of our Patreon group over at Patreon.com/slash/tms. And a reminder to join the community and have a chat over at uh, frogpants.com slash discord. All right, we're done. Let's go. We need a song, though. I don't have a song. You probably have a song, though. Oh, I've got know. a song. Hey, hey well, what a lucky coincidence. Mm. Um, yeah, Amy wrote in and said, this is for my husband, Alan's birthday. He's a longtime listener and patron of the podcast. Uh, she listens to Skim. Amy does. Oh. Alan is an amazing husband and father to our two little girls, and we wanted to wish him the best birthday Love Amy, Evie, and Veronica. Let's party! There you go. Nice. Uh, Amy, you still need to get him a present and a card. This yep. does not count as nope. either of those two things. So. Nope. Sorry, just yep. going to say. Uh, Amy wanted to hear uh, something that I'm surprised we haven't played on the show before. It is the most famous cover of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, uh, done by a... Uh, a, a sadly uh, passed away, but very talented, incredible performer from Hawaii named Israel Kamakaviva Ole, uh, or is as for sure as he goes for short. But um, I had to memorize and learn that last name pronunciation of that last name for mm. Coverville because people gave me shit about not being able to pronounce. <laughs> the hard, it's Kamakaviva. a hard one, man. That's a t- yeah, tricky one. It's sure. a tough one. Uh, Israel Kamakaviva Ole. Yeah. Anyway, here uh, I wonder if Randy. We got to ask Randy if he can do it. <laughs> Tomorrow, <laughs> or Nicole, get Nicole to do it even better. Oh gosh, even better. <laughs> All right, so going out to uh, Amy and Alan, this is Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Israel. One more time, I get to say it. Come and we vaole.
Part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. My only oath is to this stool. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.